The thoughts, opinions, and general overall shades thrown on High at Nine News are those of the individual speakers and not those of High at Nine News, its audience, or its advertisers. The statements made do not constitute medical, legal, or financial advice. And for advice tailored to your specific situation, please consult with a licensed professional. Welcome to the Hyatt 9 News Hour, where you will hear from cannabis industry experts and professionals from around the country talk about important topics while shining light on global issues and discussing cannabis as it relates to politics, regulation and reform, data and technology, science, research and medicine, family and parenting, art, celebrities and entertainment, fitness, sports, mental health and wellness and plant-based medicines and entheogenics. Together, we are building a stronger community, fighting the stigma and creating change. With your hosts, Jason Beck and Rico Lamite, joined by special industry expert correspondents from around the country and Daily Antics brought to you by Cannabis. Coming to you live every Monday through Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific time and high noon on the East Coast. And thank you all for getting high at nine with us. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Good morning, everybody. Today, that's right. It is hump day. It's Wednesday, November 15th. And today is National Education Support Professionals Day. That's a whole lot of whole lot of in there. It's also National Raisin Bran Cereal Day. Two scoops. National Spicy Hermit Cookie Day. I have no clue. I I don't even think I've ever tried one of those. It's also cookie on a hermit never eat the cookie on a hermit i i I, man i'm telling you i'm i'm with you on that yarrow it's also national bunt day not blunt day but bunt day it's national clean out your refrigerator day and my favorite day of the year national philanthropy day or for excuse me national philanthropy day Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for joining us and getting high at nine with us. It's also high noon on the East Coast. And please remember to like, share, and subscribe to us on all social media platforms. Use that QR code on your screen somewhere to find out where we live on the Internet. And we are live every Monday through Friday on YouTube. And now we are also streaming to Twitch, Twitter, Facebook, and Rumble. And so to welcome to everyone joining us from any of those other platforms as well. But kicking it off today, we are going to start it off with the Florida man. That's right. The Florida man who is based in Northern California, who just was trying to get away, <laughs> who loves cannabis, real estate, and mixing them all together for a little bit of cannabis real estate. It is none other than Mr. Yarrow Kubrin. You started us off on a really sick twist talking about eating the cookies on what and feeling my throppy i don't feel my throppy this ain't feel my throppy you should, you should feel, feel like you should feel your neuropathy all the time i felt my neuropathy but then it made me go blind so i stopped doing it oh man uh, that's a different, that's a different type of neuropathy i think buddy Anyway, anyway, Wednesday, November 15th, good morning, Hyatt 9 News viewers, this is Yarrow Kubrin from Northern California, where there are no manatees, tornadoes, hurricanes, retirees, or alligators. My article today is about cannabis and cruise ships. 
Cruise lines are forced to remind passengers they're not allowed to smoke marijuana on ships as passenger volume creeps up to a pre-pandemic level. As states across the U.S. continue to ease penalties for the use of marijuana, cruise lines are reaffirming their stance on the drug as the number of guests rise to pre-pandemic levels. In August, the Cruise Line International Association predicted that passenger volume would surpass pre-pandemic levels with 31.5 million passengers this year. But with more guests comes a higher likelihood that there will be at least a few that break the rules. Travelers may want to think twice about bringing marijuana on board as discovery of the drug may lead to fines, arrests, and a ban on future trips. At Royal Caribbean International, home of the world's largest cruise ship, Wonder of the Seas, marijuana use is strictly prohibited. In no event shall any passenger bring on board the vessel any illegal controlled substances, including medical marijuana, the cruise line's policy reads. It adds that marijuana possession and its use is prohibited in many jurisdictions visited. However, they are designated smoking areas on board for cigars, cigarettes, and vapes, not cannabis vapes. Disney Cruise Line has adopted a similar stance. In accordance with the United States federal regulations and local laws in the destinations we visit, illegal narcotics, including synthetic designer drugs and marijuana, even if legal where you reside and medically prescribed, are prohibited on board the ships and on Disney Castaway K, the policy reads. There are even areas throughout the ships where guests are used, free to use cigarettes and e-cigarettes. Carnival Cruise Line has made its position very clear, as evidenced by a February 2023 video message from President Christine Duffy. Duff. Her last name is Duff. In case there's any confusion, let me remind guests that while marijuana and cannabis products may be legal in some states, we're required to follow the federal law, irrespective of the law in the state where you may be boarding your ship, Duffy said. The cruise ship encourages guests to consult with their physician for other suitable alternatives. Furthermore, all suites and outside balconies are non-smoking. Those who violate the policy will be charged $500 per violation. Guests who disembark for violating our policy will be responsible for all financial charges and expenses to return home, and no refund of their unused cruise fare will be provided, the policy reads. They may be banned from sailing with Carnival in the future. This policy is not going to age well, Carnival. Good luck with that. On Norwegian cruise ships, all drugs, including marijuana prescribed for medical purposes, are prohibited. This includes all products containing CBD, oils, candies, gummies, or any product containing THC, the policy reads. Violators are subject to arrest and prosecution and may be prevented from reboarding the ship. At Viking Cruises, marijuana possession and use, including medical marijuana and CBD oil, is strictly prohibited. Passengers who violate the law of any jurisdiction are subject to being reported to law enforcement or customs authorities' arrest and prosecution, the policy reads. Those who bring dangerous items like weapons and marijuana, oh my God, how do you even put those in the same category, are also subject to immediate disembark embarkation or denial of boarding. That sounds like they're going to keel haul you and throw you over while they're in the water. Passengers will have no claim for loss or damage under such circumstances. Cruises may rely on enforcement tactics like scanning all bags passengers bring aboard, requiring guests to re-enter security after each step, and dispatching staff to sniff out illegal substances. All right. So, I've given you enough to think about, enough to chew on. What do you think? Are these cruise ships like Russia and passengers like Brittany Grenier? I want to hear what you guests think here on Hyatt and Eyes. Dying. Rico, what do you think? Dale, what do you think? 
Crazy, right? No. Crazy. It's, what, what's crazy is that people think that they can bring these things on cruise lines when it's all governed by international waters. Is that, That's the crazy part to me. But yeah. if it's international waters, that would mean that there's no government controlling what's happening on that cruise ship because it's in international waters. So why then? No, the, co- take- the Coast Guard, the Coast Guard would have jurisdiction. That's a federal agency, Yarrow. Does Coast Guard have jurisdiction? <laughs> yep. federal water, are international yep. waters or just in federal waters? It's it's all international waters until it goes to another country that takes the jurisdiction that has a similar Coast Guard. But there is a jurisdictional. Yeah, unless unless I know the owner of that boat or who's uh, driving that shit, and I, I speak to them directly, and they they tell me I'm allowed to smoke on that boat, I'm just not gonna smoke on that boat because you are you're you're literally a sitting duck. A hundred percent there. If something if something goes down, Coast Guard comes up, or you know some some police uh, boats come up and, and 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 apprehend your ass. Like I err on you know the side of caution when it comes to shit like that. Because I know my ass, like, I might have some words to say with a uh, with set authority figures, and it'll end up being something that you know ends up on the. You're news saying it'll like escalate. This. It will escalate quickly, mm-hmm. <laughs> because I'm chances are, if I'm on a cruise ship or whatever, I've been drinking. Let me drive too. And the crossfade is most definitely in full effect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and knowing myself, liquid stupid reaction. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want I don't want none of I don't want that smoke. Literally and figuratively. So I'm coming that's, that's, up with this is me. You know, this is me in, in my version of common sense, but um I I don't, I don't know. Anybody coming else? Coming up with the Eva hybrid cross with drama meme and I'm gonna sell it to all the new cruise passengers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if I if I don't know who owns that boat, I don't know who's 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 the skipper or the captain of of, of said ship. Chances are I'm not going to be smoking, uh, at least publicly, on said ship at all. Well, I don't know anybody, any of those other people on the boat either. They, they're gonna snitch real quick. Too. I, I know. Uh, I I know. I was on. I was on. I was on a cruise one time, and uh, and I and I had some 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 flour with me. And what well, I would do is I would walk to the bow of the boat at the end of the night. And I could smoke there when pretty much everyone had gone to bed for the most part. And the smoke is just dissipating off of the ship and just into the ocean. And mm-hmm. most of the people that were that were on this cruise ship also, a lot of them were smoking in their rooms like old school, old school style and using the toilet, flushing it down the toilet, old school style Um you know, like clocked, and, and and when you're in a cruise ship, like you're in a small, small, small little bathroom. You know, it's like being in an RV bathroom, and then those uh, those those uh, those toilets have a lot of suction power going on, and so it'll just suck that smoke up right there and dissip- dissipate it. But you know what's funny is there were some people that got snitched on on the boat by some of the crew, and as soon, of course. Be- yeah, and before before they let anybody get off of the ship. They they had the drug dogs come on and go and sniff their room and find find whatever they could find and whatever before they would let anybody off of the ship in the first place. It's bad PR. Yes, bad PR. Because uh, going forward, um, cannabis is only going to be be made more legal and lawful. Mm-hmm. And if these ships want to attract people, if it's not a kid cruise, which I can understand you don't want people smoking on a kid cruise, you're going to have an adult cruise. At some point, they're going to have to face the fact that 
can't enforce this unless you're really draconian. And do you want to well, do that? Well, here's the thing, though, Dale. Yeah. I, I I understand your point with the, with with the kid cruises, but at the same time, those kids aren't on the cruises by themselves. There's all a lot of parents that are that are taking their kids on there, and they they have designated adult areas. Like there's casinos on the ship and whatnot, and different places where it's only for adults and minors can't can't enter those areas, and and those spaces should be protected to to allow adults to use whatever yeah, they want. If anything, get, get like a dry a dry flower. A vaporizer if you got to do flour like i wouldn't even i wouldn't even take those uh take the risk of igniting some um a, a, a joint or something like that i commend you jason well, you, yeah uh, you I also the... present yourself as white stop it <laughs> and you I most likely the... I, I, I i can't help people, i can't help snitch on me before they snitched on you i i, I can't help how people i can't help how people uh in, interpretate me or, or or classify me into how whenever they no, but that's me. but that's, that's privilege you got you, you i don't got, you got i don't find that of, as privilege. Um, that's not that's not a privilege it is privilege no that's not that's just privilege. that's just people if not society, asking society, people being society, ignorant society and just choosing to classify you as a certain way they're most likely going to be viewing me as a threat i'm a large black man you're just saying that bro because you played football and ru ru ruining ruining somebody's family experience. You that's what, that's what it'd be seen. By definition, those who have privilege are less likely to recognize the privilege they have than those who don't have privilege and see the privilege. Of I don't. I, I I don't buy into any of that hype bullshit. None of it. None of it. Oh, it's all hype. Look at, you can just look at data. You can just look at raw data. Yeah, you can. Look yeah. At, you can look at raw data. And, 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 I, no, I, I agree. Where you get your raw data. And, 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 and I can extrapolate plenty <laughs> just, of things at, out of that raw data too. It's all com. bullshit. Jason, this it is what it is. Failed. The statistics are already in, and the data is there. I understand, and so and, and, it, and it's how you read those statistics and how how you perceive it, which which creates your reality. And what I'm telling you is yeah. that it's all bullshit. No, so it's, no it's, it's real. Cruise ships. Yeah, 8.7 percent of the enforcement action is against. No, I'm just kidding. We don't. Yeah, it. I was gonna say you don't got none of them kind of kind of numbers, Yaro. That's cute. If you put that, if you put that on, if you put that on Twitter, uh, uh, Yaro, I believe Jason will believe you. <laughs> you guys are Pretty so sure. funny. Hey, bring some reality back to this, guys. When I was in the Navy, you wanted to smoke weed, you went to the fantail because the wind was blowing away from the back of the ship. Exactly. And we had to have anything that might be alcohol had to be drinkable alcohol because the drunks on. On the ship would find it oh mm -hmm. there are certain realities about what happens on ships and and jason you went said you went to the bow i'd recommend the fantail oh wait i i, I, I was at the back of the boat isn't that the bow I thought that, you that's the brand yeah, called that's the close. bear boys and you were in the hall no 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 i was all the way on the back of the that's, boat that's I thought the that was... forecastle you know that's the that's the main mast dude come on <laughs> come on jason whatever were you even on the boat jason i was on the boat 100 100 i was there for like five days <laughs> they had great food too oh, i was amazing it was amazing but uh thank you so much for for that story yaro we're gonna go to a commercial and we're gonna be right back let's do it how's it going guys saman razani coming to you from green street here with jason beck smoking on the best weed in the world did you know that we have an audio-only version of our podcast available on Apple, Google, Amazon, iHeartRadio, and Spotify? Tune in now and check it out. We're going to continue with the uh, with the uh, um, order shakeup today because uh, yes. Jason and I have two parts of this story uh, that we're going to be talking about today. But um, 
You know who it is coming up next. He is the, the host of the show. He is also known for smoking the best weed in the world, whether it's on land or at sea. That's so he right. Says. <laughs> Jason, I'm back. What do you have for us? Uh, a, there's a very, very hot story coming in. Oh, yes. And and, and first of all, too, I, I want to uh, make, make one quick announcement in, in regards uh, in regards to yesterday. We do have to make a small retraction in regards to uh, the video that we played in regards to the backpack stories yesterday. That was not a video related to the backpack boys. I do apologize um, very much. So we want to make sure that we're always are keeping everything 100 percent correct over here at Hyatt Nine News. And so that 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 video and and that story was from a a different incident not the actual backpack boys incident so i apologize we did make a mistake on that and so uh we apologize to all parties involved there was no malice or malintent intended we're just trying to get you guys the news uh in a in a streamlined fashion but nonetheless we do want to thank also nick bradley for sending me over this story today you guys are gonna love this oh boy a pre-dawn robbery evolved into a shootout and vehicle chase on Monday through the Harvey West neighborhood. This is up in Santa Cruz, you guys. Both police and business representatives for an industrial cannabis facility on the 300 block of Ensenal Street put, were, were, were put on alert when burglars tripped a security alarm on their site prior to 4.30 in the morning. Santa Cruz Police uh, Deputy Chief John Bush said the business representatives, however, arrived at the facility ahead of officers, catching at least two thieves leaving the site. The representatives apparently attempted to apprehend the thieves by remaining apprehend the thieves by ramming his car in one of the two believed fleeing vehicles, according to Bush. In a quote, at some point, shots are exchanged between the victim and the suspect, and vice versa, is our understanding, Bush said. The suspects ultimately ended up fleeing, and they're still outstanding. Basically, that means they're still on the run. A Santa Cruz County Sheriff's Office deputy soon after located one of the vehicles, a white SUV with rear-end damage, abandoned near uh, northbound Highway 17's Pasamatempo exit, and the vehicle had been reported stolen out of the Bay Area, Bush said. What a surprise. In a quote, we currently are interviewing the business owner to determine if there is any criminal charges that he may face in regards to his use of a firearm to attempt to apprehend the suspects. Bush said late Monday afternoon, uh, albe al albeit they were coming or they were committing a commercial burglary. We are investigating whether or not the force the business owner used, particularly in the ramming of the car and use of the firearm, was lawful and reasonable for the situation. Bush said that generally a credible threat to life is required to justify the use of deadly force, such as if the thieves fired first. As of late Monday afternoon, the department had not located the thieves nor made any formal arrests, he said. He was not able to immediately provide a description of the thieves, and in March, two cannabis-related facilities in the same neighborhood were similarly struck in back-to-back -back overnight robberies, also involving the use of multiple stolen vehicles or mismatched license plates. Bush said those most recent robberies remained under investigation and that no arrests had been made in either case well 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 things are going down in santa cruz and i can't believe that we have had one of these kinds of stories every single day this week there's shit going down 
And nonetheless, this is Jason Beck reporting for the High at Nine News. What do y'all think? Hey, Jason, on this one, you want you want you want to just like hold the comments until I give I give my yeah end of it. Um, okay, let's, let's do that. What are you let's saying, Yaro? What what Yaro? What are you saying? You're on mute. I can't hear you, Yaro. You're, you're on you're on mute, Yaro. You're on mute. You're somewhere between Florida yeah. and California. That's right. No it must be in Nebraska or Kansas. Riding a manatee. Yeah. Fly over state. Yep. I don't know. We can't hear. All right, you. I'm just gonna go ahead. Yeah, I'm just go. gonna uh, um, just read my portion mm-hmm. of it, and I'm gonna tell you guys. I'm so glad that gra- uh, that Jason grabbed uh, the first part of this story yesterday morning, breaking down the what of what happened. Uh, pretty much the action portion uh, from eyewitness reports, uh, cops and surveillance. Uh, but last night, a totally new story emerged, giving us more details into who and why everything happened the way that it did. And I think it'll lead us all, as we already see some banter going back and forth in the comment section here, it'll lead us all afterwards into a uh, healthy debate over how we view the main character, Derek Hubbard. Hubbard's a 36-year-old Santa Cruz uh, dispensary owner who, who was arrested at the heart of this, uh, of this story. The police say that he was a victim of the early morning robbery at his facility on Encinal Street. He was also the only one being held without bail in Santa Cruz County Jail. For the article, Hubbard allegedly rammed into and shot at the escape vehicles of multiple thieves as they were leaving the scene around 4.30 a.m. Police arrived long after and were unable to apprehend the thieves. And um, Hubbard, he runs a cannabis cultivation, manufacturing, and distribution center. Um, Santa Cruz Police Chief uh, John Bush, we were talking about a second ago, he said that Hubbard had been the victim of the prior break-in robbery and his security system alerted him of the burglary going down between Monday night and Tuesday morning. The rest of what went down was mostly covered, you know, in Jason's coverage. Um, you know, the rolling gun battle through Harvey West neighborhood. But the police alleged that it was Hubbard that initiated the shooting with the departing thieves. It was his fault that everything went down, so they say. Uh, Deputy Chief Bush said that Hubbard used lethal and deadly force to try and stop what was ultimately a property crime from occurring without uh, there being any threat of violence toward him. One of the vehicles believed to be involved in the robbery reported stolen out of the Bay Area was abandoned near the uh, Pasatiempo exit on Highway 17, and police were unable to provide a description of a second vehicle believed to be involved. I'm sure there's a surveillance video there of the second vehicle, Uh, but... While Santa Cruz police initially booked Hubbard on suspicion of four counts of attempted murder, the Santa Cruz uh, um, County District Attorney's Office elected to file numerous lesser charges, including felony shooting of an inhabited dwelling, four counts of assault with a semi-automatic rifle, and three counts of assault with a deadly weapon. Per the article, the charges include several special enhancements for the use of a weapon in commission of a felony. Uh, And the Sentinel spoke to a man Tuesday that he, uh, saying that he was the dispensary's general manager. He said he and others in the field are aware of organized crime ring whose members targeted licensed cannabis businesses throughout the state and have picked up their efforts locally in the past month and a half. Amid a group of local business owners sharing information, thieves had begun using similar tactics that have, uh, at lar- that have um, largely armed and massed groups showing up in multiple high-speed vehicles who are breaking in with professional tools. And um, he then counted at least 10 people involved in Monday's theft uh, before adding that professionals in the industry say that they feel like they don't receive the same level of law enforcement response as other businesses. 
despite being highly regulated and highly taxed. Here's what he said. We're put in such a bad and dangerous position right now. These stings are targeting these companies and hitting them over and over and over again. Now they're trying to prosecute someone for defending their own life and defending their own property when we're being targeted by the, uh, these monsters that would kill us in a second. You know what? He's got a point. Are these legal business owners supposed to just sit back and take it? What's the solution here if the cops aren't holding up their sworn oath to serve and protect? The natural response? Is it not vigilante justice? So my question to everybody is, should Derek Hubbard be viewed as a murderous pariah or psychopath chasing down folks and shooting them in the middle of the night with reckless abandon? Or should he be seen as an industry hero? Willing to do what it takes to defend his business and possibly that of others. Personally, I don't know Hubbard, uh, but I do empathize. Uh, to me, his response to the second armed robbery on his own business, a live action threat in progress, uh, to his blood, sweat, and tears was about as patriotic as it gets in a capitalist society to me. Um, but that's just my personal opinion. It's Rico to meet the dopest dad on the street for High at Nine News. Uh, Hubbard was scheduled for arraignment this morning at 8, uh, 8.15 a.m. Uh, before Santa Cruz County Superior Court Judge Saida uh, Cagliotti. Um, We'll, see, oh, we'll give you guys updates on what we hear, um, um, the developments on this one. So what are your what are your thoughts on Hubbard? Is he a dangerous criminal who deserves to be behind bars, or is he a true American hero? Let's hear it. Well, I say he's a hero, man. I say he's a hero, too. I don't too. think he's either one of them. You don't think he's either he's one, Dale? One really? No. What do you no. think? Well, the problem is that cannabis is still considered um, soft crime, mm -hmm. and we've dealt with I've got lots of clients who ended up Several of them in Oakland, when uh, the cops just wouldn't show up and they kept coming back, they ended up in firefights with them, shooting over the walls from across the street. It's it's an untenable position because law enforcement does not view this like if you go rob a bank, nobody the general manager doesn't have to come out and shoot at the car leaving. There's going to the FBI and every local unit is going to be up their ass in a hot second. We don't get those kind of responses here even though we pay exorbitant taxes and they're supposed to be covering our law enforcement part of this, we have extra procedures and costs for law enforcement. I mean, for enforcement at the facility and security, got all these cameras and the cops just are like fucking Barney Fife. Well, I don't know what to do. Well, what are you left with? If it's all cash and they steal your shit and you're out of business, of course, at some point, you're gonna shoot somebody back if you know they got guns. Now, yeah. don't make them a hero, but it's an untenable position, and law enforcement's like la 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 la. We got other things to do. Mm -hmm. It's just it's not right, but it's real. Yeah, I, I, I think I, I think he's a hero, and 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 I think that uh, if he is charged uh, with any charges, I hope that that he takes it to trial, and I hope that a, a jury of his peers. Uh, re releases him because the reality of it is this is if that law enforcement isn't going to do the job then the people need to step up and do the job and so they are opening up themselves to this by the fact that law enforcement isn't is isn't doesn't take any of these types of things seriously when it comes to cannabis businesses yeah you know what um i agree with you uh, 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 uh dale um he's he's put between a rock and a hard place right um yeah and so uh, i somewhat retract i get me like, calling him an outright hero like i said i don't know the guy i don't know him personally or anything um this is a shitty situation 
You know, mm-hmm. if you're if you're paying all of these yep. taxes, you're damned and, if you do and you're damned if you don't. Yeah, Either and, way. And, right. And then you have all the other stuff that the California industry, all the other pressure you're into, like, right, uh, you're under right now. And this is the second time it's happened to his business. And, and you know, the weeks. thing, the thing, the thing like, about these types of criminals, the thing about these types of criminals is they know that the cannabis businesses really aren't going to be moving. Um, and so so they become. Uh, long-term targets and then they already know how that how to break yeah. in and, and and whatnot so so of course they're going to come back and and continue to do this and so one of the only ways to deter people from doing that is popping them right and, and it's oh. it's yeah i don't know i mean I, I wish chris eggers was on here today too to talk about it um like from a former police officer's perspective um uh, this is this is just shitty like mm-hmm. all around it's, it's shitty on the uh, number one on the police on their end like you're not you know exactly who's uh, who's targeting these businesses yeah you have all these cctv set up this is california uh the only place with more uh public surveillance uh, than california is new york city mm-hmm. right so we have all these cameras set up everywhere they know all this information on everybody but you're just gonna let it go right you're gonna continue letting these people's businesses be attacked um and then you're throwing this guy in jail um like yeah he He's a business owner. He's a cannabis business owner. He knew the risks going in to this whole situation. Mm-hmm. Um, but should he be left out on a limb to just fend for himself in the middle of nowhere? Like, like I personally think no. You know, I personally I empathize with him in this moment. Like, yeah, he snapped. Everybody has mm-hmm. their everybody has their their breaking, has their breaking point. point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, well, the complicating factor is still guns around cannabis. I, I I agree with you on that. I I agree with you on that, Dale. It is going to be interesting to see what they say in regards with that. But I do find it interesting that none of these articles even touched on that fact. Neither of them mentioned mentioned that that fact. They're they're, they're by the same. They're they're by the same outlet, right? No. You know, they're not. I don't know. Not both by the Sentinel. I don't think so. I don't think so. Let me go. They yeah. want to screw with you about guns. They can do that at a federal level, and you're just toast because you mm-hmm. can't have guns around this. And shooting people over weed is definitely a violation of the federal, you know, sub- controlled substances and gun laws. And California you really are put in a bad position. Because I, yeah, I've got clients are worse than others. Oh, Rico, you are right. These are I both. I can't recommend they use a gun because it, you know, I can't recommend do things I know are unlawful. I do have clients who've called me and said, I shot the son of a bitch. I shot back at him because they came in for the third time and no cops did anything, but there were guns, gunfire exchanged. And it's like, this is just not a good place to be. There's no place to look where there's a happy ending to that. Jason, I think you're right. If you go to trial Mm -hmm. and a jury of peers say, nah, 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 we're not going to convict you of this kind of stuff over failure to respond by the cops and they're they've got guns clearly they got guns because they're shooting mm-hmm. back at you exactly chicken and egg thing it, it's just it's really hard to advise clients who are in these positions and, and we do criminal law in, in the in our firm too and we haven't picked one of these up yet but juries are are not stupid if they look at this and go yeah we understand that you're put between a rock and a hard place these guys clearly have guns they're organized they've come after you the cops won't do shit now what Mm-hmm. And you know what? One, one other one other thing that I find a little in, interesting in, in in regards with with this story is uh, is is on the is is on the gun topic, and why 
why why why is it that they didn't they didn't mention this in any of in any of the other articles? I it it, it baffles me that they're not bringing up the, these points exactly right here in this article. It's just, yeah, well, man. It's yeah. It's 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 all the game's all fucked up, man. Mm-hmm. And these legal business owners and operators, they should not be put in this position. Mm-hmm. If it, you know. Um, I don't know what I I don't even know how to start at at a solution with this, you know, because, you know, being from my political uh, flavor, like I'm all about, you know, I'm about vigilante justice. Yeah, you know, I you know I'm from I'm from a place in America where shit like this does not go down without the expectation of you getting getting capped. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so. Uh, you, you don't have a lot of these issues, you know, in in in, in VA in, in in the South, where people are doing dumb shit like this because you will end up with a bullet in you, and it won't be just you know you showing off bullet wounds. You you will be dead. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't know where you fix this issue. I know that uh, Gavin Newsom is trying to get tougher on guns in California, but people who got guns still got them. Well, the, right? you the know, people people are gonna get people are gonna get shit from out of state and and, and get them in here. And um, if you're not protecting yourself, you are a sitting duck as a business owner. Well, and and, and the other part of this, it, it it clearly states that the law enforcement is saying that they're that they're trying to figure out if there's additional charges because they're basically said in there that uh, that basically you don't have the right to shoot at anyone until they actually shoot at you. So that means that means that that that's the only, I don't believe that that's a definition of fear for your life. I, I'm not I'm not buying that for a second. I could be fearful for my life and I don't even need to see a gun. You know what I mean? Um, that 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 just is is batshit crazy to me. But I think we should have some version of the castle doctrine for. Yeah, I, I, I feel as though as if, 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 you're, if, if you're brandishing a gun and, and you're and you're acting like you're you're coming, uh, coming, coming to do whatever. Um, to to me that that that's already a threat and 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 whoever shoots first and is the best shot is going to win. Yeah, I mean it's it's it, in special in special situations. It, I'll put that asterisk on there. In special situations, like if your business is under attack, if your business if you have people coming at you, like this is a, a broader indictment that I'm making on society. Like, like you have people that are struggling. You have people, you know, taxes are high. Um, um, um the cost of living is crazy in California. It's the holiday like, season I, coming up. Yeah, listen, man, I empathize with the people who have to do effed up things, mm-hmm. right? But I also empathize with the legal business owners, and they have to be able to protect themselves, too. There, there has to be a point where if, if, if we are paying this money to, that goes into police officers and for them to protect our communities, we have to be able to trust the system. This dude shouldn't have had to roll out of uh, a bed in the middle of the night, uh, see a security camera, get in his car, and get there before the cops got there. Mm-hmm. Like that shouldn't have been even been a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I try really, really, really hard to um, uh, to empathize with uh, with the law law enforcement on situations, but I just do not see law enforcement doing much of anything uh, to protect business owners these days. Mm-hmm. So like, and so I can go back, and I know you love this one, Jason. I can go back to BLM uh, protest days. You know, say defund the police. Like if they're not doing anything, defund why are you continuing to give money to them? Why, the why are they, why are we not giving them ever. grades publicly, and and allocating funds elsewhere? That's my thoughts, man. Mm-hmm. Well, we already know how you feel about it. You want an anarchical yeah, you society, know how I feel, brother? Yeah, you want an anarchical you know how I feel, society, man. Yeah, like, uh, yeah, people. You know, 
Mm-hmm. Were you saying something, Liber- Yarrow? Libertarianism, man. It's it's uh, look it up. It's 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 one ladder. It's one step on the ladder of At- anarchy. Adam, do you have do you have do you have him <laughs> muted by any chance? Because Yarrow can't talk. Yeah, Yarrow. Yarrow's is, a mute. Uh, Yarrow's got something yeah, going on. in the matrix we over there. Talk, we just can't hear him. Yeah, you should do sign language, Yarrow. <laughs> Pantomime. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. And on that, we're going to go to a commercial. We're going to be right back. The control tower from Highly Educated has perfected the dab. Utilizing the concept of thin film evaporation, you can waste none of it and taste all of it. The micro texture of the SE pillar increases nucleation at elevated temperatures. And... With the tower propelling at 2,600 RPMs, it's certainly the most efficient dab experience to date. The Control Tower from Highly Educated. We got you. Oh, and Yaro is back. He's figured out his sound issue. Good job, Yaro. But what, stop whatever you're doing. Make sure you hit that like button. I know we'll appreciate it. YouTube appreciates it, and you will appreciate yourself for it. As well, make sure you subscribe to the channel if you have not subscribed already. And all of the articles that we cover today on the news, you can, Hyatt 9 News, you can find on our website at www.hyatt9news.com. I'm Jason Beck, and this is Smoky Vanilla. And if you want to feel as good as I look, then you need to get yourself a stretch and smoke with Smoky Vanilla. That's right, baby. I'm Smoky Vanilla with my background in kinesiology. I'm a sports massage therapist and stretch coach. I focus mostly on athletes who have chronic pain or injury due to their sport or the legends of the chronic in the game, baby. Oh, yeah. You know what it is. We just stretched and now we're going to smoke because you know what it is. That's right. I love intuitively creating a session based on the individual I'm working with. We'll go through a few assessments, look at the past health history, injury, or anything that's still affecting you today, and create a customized session just for you. Let's go. And, and we're back. And, and Yarrow figured out his thing. He's done being silenced by the deep state. What do you have to say, Yarrow? Yeah, listen, I had some opinions, and they were all bubbling forth, and I was muted, and it was terrible, and I'm suffering, and now I'm going to go to therapy. But once I get through that, I did have some opinions about these two back-to-back articles. The first is we have a massive under-responsiveness problem with law enforcement to property theft crime, specifically for cannabis-related issues. And it's not clear to me that the tax dollars that are being taken from local areas where there are clusters of cannabis businesses are being redirected back towards better loss prevention and additional staffing locally. And I see that in a variety of different areas from Santa Rosa down to Santa Cruz here in California. And so that is a problem. And this guy was a victim before. And to the article's point, they still hadn't solved the other crime, much less this crime. It was probably the same guys. Probably the same guys coming back to the same well. I also think it's interesting that this guy was able to show up before the police, right? The police are theoretically driving around and on dispatch, and this guy was able to get out of bed, get dressed, get a firearm, get down there before the police arrived. So again, I think that might have something to do with being a little bit uh, under-responsive or that there's definitely room for improvement in the way that law enforcement addresses property theft crimes for this industry. Now, that's that part. The other part is this, okay? It's not 
so use of deadly force has to be about being threatened. If you're chasing somebody, if they're already fleeing your property, if they're already trying to get away and you're discharging a semi-automatic assault weapon in an area where the bullets that don't hit could go to other places like in houses or victims or people walking or residential structures, you know, we, we all love this. Hey, uh, we're to defend my castle, defend my house, defend my property. And that's all fine and dandy until some 11 year old gets a bullet that goes through a wall in a building that's adjacent because a person who was firing wasn't paying attention in the heat of the moment to what was behind the person they were trying to shoot at. Right. And so I think that like, this is all fine and dandy, but this could have been a situation where an innocent bystander is hit by a bullet and 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 then i mean there's no doubt in my mind that if what is alleged is accurate okay first of all i think the no bail thing is, is you know is you know what i think in regards to that yarrow i i think that the actual criminals are the ones that should get charged with murder in regards in regards to those types of homicides when those types of events occur it should but not it's be just not how that works right? i understand because that i understand that's not how it works i'm just saying that's how it should be he could have taken a property loss. Now, that's easy for me to say because it's not my property. But at the same time, I don't really want everybody who has a gun using a gun on public streets because they're trying to defend their property. Like, what's the threshold? Is Do you shoot at somebody if they steal your watch? Do you shoot at somebody if they steal your wallet? Does it have to be your vehicle? Like, what is the dollar amount? I don't think I, I, I don't think there is a dollar amount. I think just I think just if you're doing those actions, you're liable to get shot, period. Right. And I'm not saying that that's not the case, but what I'm saying is what about the people who weren't doing the actions? What about the people who weren't being robbed? What about them having to avoid bullets in quasi-residential or mixed-use areas where a bullet could hit an unintended person? That's yeah, a real I think, problem. I, think, I, listen, Yara, I, I believe, I, I think you're 100% right, right? And I want people, yeah, I'm talking back and forth right now with Nick uh, Bradley in our, uh, um, um, in our comment section about that, man. I think, I think you're 100% right on the public safety uh, on point however like dude was all piss and vinegar at this point like, like he got his shot broken into the cops aren't there i can only imagine all of the things that are going through his mind and he's not thinking about public safety right you know but, because but the because the cops aren't there he's, he's, thinking, he's thinking about like right. fuck these guys i'm gonna load them up you know right. and and, he, and, 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 and I, it's just sad but ultimately the cops and society is supposed to think about the greater good the broader impact the effect on the herd and the effect on the right. herd is if you are discharging bullets and you are not trained and you Agreed. don't have military training and you are discharging at something and you're maybe moving and you're in a vehicle and they're in a vehicle th th there's probably a greater chance that you're going to hit something you weren't intending to hit than that you were actually going to hit especially especially it being pitch black outside you know, well, yeah, like, I, mean, I, I tell listen, you what, I, I I agree with all with all of that. I'm all I'm saying is like I empathize with this guy. I just feel Dude. I feel bad that he was put in this situation. Period. And um, yes, it's all messed up, man. Like, I wonder the cops if, need to, to do their job. I wonder if the cops were if the cops since this was in Santa Cruz, if they were just out catching banana slugs and that was the reason for their whole delay. Playing a didgeridoo while doing reiki to channel their energy and eating an organic gluten free. Going, I get it. No, they were. I think they're out. I think they're out collecting banana slugs, Yaro. I mean, look. Aside from the mascot of the UC down there, this is this crime problem against cannabis businesses. This was bound to happen sooner or later. 
This guy is not old. He's young. He was fired up. It's the middle of the night. He's already yeah. been a victim. The chances that this something like this or worse was going to happen, it was already ordained. I mean, it was going to happen, right? And so yeah. we have a real crime problem against cannabis businesses. And that, to me, is the bigger story. And, and you, you can look at it across all businesses, not just cannabis either. It is happening in, in mainstream America. And um, I'm surprised we haven't seen more of this, you know, with the other. I mean, if 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 the majority of other strip mall businesses didn't go the way of the dodo during COVID, you know, like a lot of these other like small business uh, owners and, and shops uh, weren't already shut down. I'm pretty sure you would see this at more places, too. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Yeah, and I and, and and I agree. I I agree with Benson in the chat. He said he says this is a bigger issue. People are taking advantage of knowing that the police aren't doing shit, and yeah. this is getting worse. And we need people like Derek to step up and stop this shit straight up. That's my. Yeah, I mean, opinion. Uh, do, do, that's my opinion it's, on it's, it. It's bad. Like it I'm is. not gonna. I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna try to sugarcoat anything. It's bad right now, man. One hundred percent. Yeah, things are bad and. Streets ain't safe. That's right. It's Joe Biden's America, and we got to keep this train moving, Rico. We're going to roll Let's right Let's keep it going, jail. man. Up, up next, we have everybody's favorite foul-mouthed uncle out here to break us down with some truth, always breaking us uh, with uh, the best of facts and opinion when it comes to the pressing legal issues coming down in the cannabis industry. And you know what? He's a new father-in-law too, so I gotta give him props for that, man. And uh, one day I'll be marrying off my daughter, and um, you held up better than I probably will. Dale Schaefer, what do you have for us today, my man? All right, congrats again. Uh, coming up to local Tio Dale. Yeah, this is, uh, this is crazy California, folks. We uh, shoot first and ask questions later. Mm -hmm. And my my story comes out of Law 360. And the headline is a uh, judge won't give vape, co vape company win in big chief trademark suit. Now, as I took a look at this, um, one of the things I've done over the last few months is to introduce people to phases of litigation. When you first file a complaint, you have the pleading phase and you go out and do discovery, ask questions and take depositions and shit like that. And then you can file motions if you think you can win without having to have a trial. This case came up as what we call a motion for summary adjudication or summary judgment. I mean, there's no triable issue of material fact here. And the case grows out of um, a guy named Samuel Kim and a company he owns, Cali um, Blue Sky Investments, claiming that they owned the, the big chief trademark. They put it on tobacco, I think, going back to 2013. And then somewhere around 2018, 2019, it hooked up with uh, a company uh, that's called uh, ARJS LLC. And what it turns out is that they collaborated together to put big chief um, trademark on um, cannabis products. Okay? And big chief apparently had previously had um, that trademark on some clothing. But it was never registered. Okay? And as I'm reading through this, it turns out that these idiots had verbal agreements for trademarks. And you read that, and the first thing is a red flag goes off. is A shit sandwich is coming. As soon as you have people do handshakes or claim their handshakes to do 
know, licenses for trademarks and irrevocable use and stupid shit like that. You just got to get concerned. Well, they went in on a, the plaintiffs filed a summary adjudication motion claiming there's no tribal issue of material fact. The judge stuck a boot up their ass about three feet, said, hang on, hang on. You guys admit that you brought this other company in to use the trademark. You didn't continuously and exclusively use it. He filed for uh, what we call a statutory trademark in California because in 2020, after this use had been accomplished and they split up, they went in and tried to register the trademark. Well, you, the, there's a presumption that the register of the trademark owns it, but it's rebuttable by facts that uh, it was being shared and it wasn't continuous and exclusive use. The judge said, no, nah, this ain't going to work. And they also cited to things in, in uh, papers they filed, and the judge said, you know, there's, there is no such paragraph. The deposition doesn't say that. He was a little irritated, or she actually was a little irritated at the attorneys here. But uh, the big news to come out of this is that if you are um, running a business using a trademark, uh, you need to get that intellectual property secured. I recommend you get an IP attorney to help you get the trademarks registered uh, across the U.S. Patent and Trade Office, typically for you know merch, hats, and shirts and shit like that. But California allows you to register these. Once you register them, put your licensing agreements in writing. If you think you can do a handshake deal or trademarks and things like that, think that it's going to survive you having a fallout with your partner and the pissing matches that follow you have lost your mind i call these liars contest because if i go into court and i don't have anything in writing and it's up to the personality of the person in the witness stand as to who a jury believes and you may lose your ass just because you're just not credible on a witness and as somebody else is so the story here is that if you run a cannabis business especially and you think you have a trademark, you need to get your ass to an attorney and get this shit secured and get it registered. And then make sure that you have licensing agreements in writing that cover uh, uh, expected fallout between you and your partners. Okay? Because that's why we have these agreements. If you're getting along, nobody needs a written agreement. But just like relationships, sometimes stinky breath in the morning gets real old and you go you're out of here bitch i'm done these <laughs> businesses the claim was him was stealing money oh i've never heard that in the cannabis industry people are skimming money okay on the other side kim's claiming oh you were out selling the black market and you weren't you know testing for pesticides and you diminished the the brand that i'd brought forward okay all of these things happen every damn day in this industry and if you're not planning for them you're going to end up paying a lot of attorney's fees to try and fix a shit sandwich that never should have been made in the first place. I want to back at you. What do you all think about this? Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Did you say, yeah, they, some age, of age old uh, um, um, adage to give people, man. Get your shit in writing and, and make sure if you have anything of purpose, of, of, of value, Mm-hmm. Register that shit. Exactly. <laughs> Register mm-hmm. that shit, and, uh, and you'll be protected like, down the line. Um, also, I was speaking with a um, big shout out to, to Sheila over at um, at Aura IP Law. Man, I was I was talking to her like this weekend at Blunt Talks uh, here in LA. Um, exactly about that. 
you know, get yourself a good uh, um, IP law or patent attorney uh, mm -hmm. early on in the process before you even tell people what your name is, uh, mm -hmm. before you tell people um, of what these products are going to be. Uh, get that shit registered uh, because you will end up getting got. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that, 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 that is inevitable, Rico. I totally agree. Yeah, right. make, I, I, I totally recommend uh, uh, Sheila with Aura IP Law as well. Um, she has been helping us out with some some of our stuff over here too, here at High and Nine News. So we want to send her uh, much love and appreciation uh, for all the work that she does over there, without a doubt. With that, well, attorneys are expensive. Yeah, they are. Just clear. But what I tell my clients is, it's better to spend a few thousand dollars today than okay, hundreds of thousands to tomorrow. Your, your your IP rights and get contracts for licensing. Because once you get into litigation, the attorney's fees are just difficult to predict, and you can't stop them unless you're going to throw your hands up and walk away. Attorney's fees turn up to be in the six figures to try and protect mm -hmm. this. And, and unless you have a contract for prevailing party attorney's fees, you're going to eat all these fees. It just doesn't make sense. And the traditional market had a lot of wink, wink, nod, nod, handshake agreements because you understood if somebody you in the industry, they're liable to get a cap popped in their ass mm -hmm. okay now in the legal industry that you know even though we talk about popping a cap in somebody's ass it's not really a good option you end up in court and that's where you lose the narrative the attorneys suck you dry mm -hmm. you may walk out of there with absolutely nothing but an empty bank account yep so don't yep. do it plan this ahead of time 100 100 percent you guys Without a doubt, I'm gonna roll into this to the, to this to this next story for you guys while we got a little bit of time left. This is kind of interesting, Dale. I think you're gonna find this interesting. A federal lawsuit: an owner of a medical marijuana dispensary says Mississippi censors business owners. The owner of a Mississippi medical marijuana dispensary filed a federal lawsuit Tuesday challenging state regu regulations that he says censor business owners by preventing them from advertising. After Mississippi legalized medical marijuana for people with debilitating conditions in 2022, Clarence Cockroft uh, II opened True Source Medical Cannabis in Olive Branch, Mississippi, but he says he struggled to reach customers because Mississippi's Department of Health has banned medical marijuana businesses from advertising in any media. That violates business owners' First Amendment rights, Cocorf's attorneys wrote in a lawsuit filed in the U.S. District Court of the Northern District of Mississippi. In a quote, all I want to, all I want to do, like any other business owner, is have the opportunity to advertise. If I pay taxes in this business, which I do, I should be able to advertise, Cocroft said in a news conference. All I'm asking from this state is to provide us with some liberty that they've provided other businesses. Cocroft, uh, who is represented by the Institute for Justice, sued the leaders of the state's Department of Health, Department of Revenue, and Alcoholic Beverage Control Bureau. The lawsuit accuses state regulators of prohibiting business owners from engaging in truthful commercial speech to promote their legal businesses, which attorneys argue violates the First Amendment. Under the ban, Clarence cannot advertise in any media. He cannot place any ads in any newspapers or magazines or television or radio or even on billboards that he already owns, said uh, Carton Marquez, one of 
Cocroft's attorneys. The First Amendment does not allow a state to completely censor a legal business if it is legal to sell a product, if it is legal to talk about that product. A spokesperson for the Mississippi Department of Health did not immediately respond to an email requesting comment on Tuesday. A spokesperson for the Department of Revenue said the agency had not heard about this lawsuit, and Arkansas, Louisiana, and Alabama also have regulations that prohibit dispensaries from advertising through public mediums, but Cocroft's attorneys said Mississippi's regulations are more stringent than those in neighboring states. Mississippi's law allows parties to buy up to three and a half grams of cannabis per day and up to six days a week. The state health department cannot prevent dispensaries from placing appropriate signs on their properties or displaying products they sell on their websites. All other advertising restrictions are up to the health department, which prohibits dispensaries from advertising or marketing any in any media, they say. The states, the state government cannot simultaneously authorize the legal sale of a product or service while forbidding the truthful advertising of, of a said product, Marquis said, and no law, state or federal, uh, justifies the censorship in this case. When Crowcroft started True Source, he says he budgeted for advertising and purchased a few billboards in highly trafficked areas in northern Mississippi, and he has been leasing the billboards to other businesses and relied instead on word-of-mouth recommendations to reach potential customers. In quotes, it's simply unfair that every other legal business in Mississippi is allowed to advertise while I have to rely on word-of-mouth, Crowcroft said. What do you think about this, Dale? I'm so glad you are here today to share your thoughts about this. Well, this is an interesting problem because commercial speech is looked at differently than individual speech. Even though businesses are called a person. Hold on, legally, I thought corporations are people too. Well, they are, but they're not treated the same everywhere. Nor should they be. Um, but this is commercial speech. And the, the, the strict prohibition, I think, is where the Mississippi is going to have some trouble here. They had reasonable restrictions. And reasonable restrictions are in the eye of the court, not in the eye of us. We have restrictions here in California, I think, are absolutely ridiculous, okay? But in the eyes of the court, they're reasonably related to try and protect children and things like that. So, but a complete prohibition is where I think they're going to have some trouble here. Because if it's lawful, then, uh, like I saying, the truthful advertising is a problem for the state to completely prohibit it. Mm -hmm. And I think this is going to set some precedent, hopefully, for... Um, if it goes up into the uh, to the appellate courts, because I don't know that Mississippi's parsed out this federal prohibition problem yet. We have in California, because we found a long time ago that the federal law does not preempt California statutes. We have advertising statutes. So I think they're going to have to parse that one out too, because it is still federally illegal to do this. These are state laws, and there's there's shared jurisdiction over cannabis between the feds and the state. So it's going to be a little complicated there. But it sounds like we need some precedent coming out of, especially one of these very conservative southern jurisdictions, look at the free speech part of this and, and tell the government, no, you, just, you don't get to do this. Mm -hmm. Have some restrictions, but don't completely prohibit it. Yeah, exactly. I'm... I, I, I'm I'm waiting to see I'm waiting to see what happens with this. I, I just got my popcorn ready. You got any thoughts on this, Rico? Save the children. Save the children. <laughs> Save the children. Yeah. Yes. They got better weed than their parents do. 
Yeah. Yes, they do. (laughs) And I pray, I pray, I pray, pray, pray that my daughter will have better weed than I have. (laughs) Well, if she's stealing yours, she won't. Mine used to pinch my weed all the time. The little shit. (laughs) Well, I I have one last headline for you. I have one last headline. I'm just going to read, 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 read the read, read the headline. If you guys want to read it, you can go over to our website at www.hyatnine.news.com. But I think you are going to love this one, Rico. New York's Come cannabis away. regulators know out-of-state brands are breaking the rules, but the agency is giving all the trappers a present because the agency won't enforce until 2024. It says. <laughs> Oh my God, New York, you are something, something else, man. Oh man, oh man. What do you think about that, Rico? They said they're not going to do um, any enforcement on out-of-state brands <laughs> until 2024. Now, granted, that's only a couple months away, but nonetheless, I mean, they just kicked the can. Hey, you know what? You guys can trap as hard as you want, get your money for the holiday season, and then y'all, come y'all January, February, we're coming after you. Yeah, yeah, y'all got y'all got a month and a half to do whatever the hell y'all want, and who knows? January first, it might crack down. It might be December thirtieth yeah. <laughs> of twenty twenty four, but it ain't happening until next until next year. This is like big shout is- out to the cops, these new age cops. I see them like in instances like this. I see them like the the the, the younger generations. Right. Um, just snitching on themselves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, they do do that quite often. That is you're, for you're sure. Just telling, you're, just, you're just inviting crime by saying <laughs> we're not going to enforce mm-hmm. until 2024. So go ahead. Trap all you want. Yes. Go ahead. The go trap, hard. The trap is alive and well. No enforcement till 2024. You guys, congratulations. Here's your holiday present from us. Just like just like you can invest in legal cannabis businesses, uh, the ones that are publicly traded. I wish you could. You I want to hedge on the trap. Hedge on the trap. Yeah, I, I wish you could invest in trappers. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, you can. You can, Rico. You can invest in trapper keepers. I want to buy. I want to buy lots of options. Buy buy calls right now on the trap market in New York because it's been in a low. <laughs> oh yeah. You get the recognition. They can't enforce these laws. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're going to try. Remember when we had the um, sunset of SB 420 here in California? Yep. Where all all the basic trap was going to go away. Mm-hmm. Well, it went away, and it's like, now what do we do? There's still greenhouses everywhere, trap shops on every other corner. Yeah, it didn't go away. Now? It didn't go away, just like it ain't yeah. ever going to go away in New York. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it'll never completely go away, but um, this this is why those MSOs have... That, that that big lawsuit against the state of New York because of shit like this. <laughs> <laughs> when when Mayor Adams came out there in the beginning, and said, oh, he's got much more problems. Be right smart now. about it, but my dream yeah. is my dream is to have people you know growing marijuanas on top of every building. <laughs> like, dude, oh, man. you said you're not you said you're not going to enforce. Why not? Why not quietly go into that agreement and just say, like, oh, we're not going to enforce and tell the cops that behind closed doors. But instead, you're going to say this stu- this kind of stuff publicly, thinking that, well, you know, he, he has to trappers ain't going to do what trappers do. He has to say, Come on, man. he has to say he has to say all those things publicly because the FBI took all of his phones. <laughs> it's true. Facts. We're fully cooperating. Yeah, and, but and that I, microscope I, I, didn't have any lube on it when they shoved it up his ass. So good luck. Yeah, right. I, I would, I would like to say, you know, a, a, a wee bit of uh, empathy. 
you know, going out to the the, uh, the enforcement in, uh, in in New York because they're dealing with a lot of stuff. What do you right mean now. they're All on vacation? They're not doing anything. They're just sitting behind their desk, just getting paid to do nothing. They're getting a lot of stuff on their plate all at once right now, and you have like the liberalization liberalization of laws. Number one, I never uh, took uh, you for a regulator they, sympathizer. On, uh, after, after you know, and they have a cop at the head of everything, uh, allegedly corrupt cop <laughs> running New York City right now. And um, if you are, whether it's a straight laced cop, a regular cop, or you know, a, a dirty cop, like like what direction are you gonna go? Mm-hmm. <laughs> which road? Are you, which path are you go, going to choose? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. You. I feel you. I just never took you for a regulator. I just never took you for a job. I just never took you for a regulator. And, and then, guys, imagine that you own a trap shop and they show up and rip you off three or four times, and you come out guns a blazing. Yeah, the cops won't show up. Now, here we've come yeah, full it, circle with some of the problem. The cops don't want to do this. It's considered soft crime. They don't want to show up, so you take self help. And it's like there, there is no compass heading with an easy answer here. That's because they've all, they've oh. all, they've all been defunded and had their whole, whole, uh, whole, whole morale ripped out of them from all that. I mean, nah, I wouldn't even take it that far, man. I, I would say, yo, like they were doing a lot of messed up things, and it was going unchecked for far too long, mm-hmm. and the pendulum swinging in the opposite I, direction. I, I, I do now. agree that there, there are, there are bad apples in law enforcement, but I do believe that there's far more good. It's not apples just bad, than bad apples, apples, man. It's like whole damn departments. And so, like, I, I, I get, I get, I get visibly shook. Like, I get pissed off when I hear people say, "Oh, it's a bad apple." Like, no, there's a bunch <laughs> of fucking bad cops. Let's keep it a buck. The, the, the data does not equate to like, oh, there's one bad apple. Like, oh, there's always. I one. didn't say like, one. It, it, I didn't say one. I think it, 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 ta- it takes a lot more of, to tangle. A lot than of one. rotten apples. Monsanto has screwed over that crop. <laughs> apples are all bad so when it comes to uh, to this to, to this situation. And if you look at history, like there's a lot of bad people in charge that are doing bad things. Um, well, where New York is right now, like I don't know, man. Uh, I see a lot of the uh, the same shit going on here in L.A. Um, and unfortunately, you're gonna have more stories like Derek Hubbard mm-hmm. uh, um, popping up all around the U.S. just because the current state of affairs, and you have people that want things in a fascist state that you want people that want things with like, like no uh, rules whatsoever. And um, I, don't, I don't know, man, I don't know where we are, but um, things are getting heated, you know? <coughs> so, they are. Final word on this one, Dale. Umar Plata. That's what they tell you in Mexico. Letter silver, dude. Pay me or I'm going to fucking shoot you. Letter silver. I like that. Letter right. silver. Umar yeah. Plata. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sounds like a new so brand get, coming it's out. It's probably going to get worse before it gets better. So, unfortunately. So, hope everybody out there stays safe. And thank you all for joining us for yet another episode. A very lively episode today. Some great uh, discussions on uh, law enforcement and things that are going on with the community on High at Nine News. Now, you can always catch us weekdays with 9 a.m. Pacific, high noon on the East Coast. Big shout out to our super fans showing love, getting their comments posted live on the big screen, our live audience and online supporters catching us across all media platforms. Tune in each day to the headlines of chaos, also known as the developing cannabis industry. To our vetted correspondent team tuning in from all over, bringing us much needed variety of respective and your respected opinions to the table. Uh, to our production team, cloud media partners, all of our sponsors keeping the lights on, and usually our AV struggles to a minimum. Always, Cannabis Steva L, the reason the High Nine News team's reading these stories every single day. Thank you as well. It has been Wednesday. I was about to say Thursday. Wednesday, November 15, 2023. You've all been blessed with the industry's top headlines today. Hope it was enough for you to put in your pipe and smoke at least until tomorrow. Dale, you are the uh, 
uh, the 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 North Star of <laughs> yes <laughs> of uh, of balanced guidance today. Can you please take us out and, and give us. Well, uh, some I'm, I'm going to tell you, I, I'm a dad, a grandpa, and the violence in the world breaks my heart. Um, everybody should be sympathetic and have their heart go out to any person being harmed in the violence around the world right now, because both sides have blood on their hands. Um, but we've got to find a way to bridge this in places where people just hate each other because the people who want to claim that oh words are violence take a look at what's happened to little kids in in uh, gaza right now having a yeah. building drop on you hurts and they're not being called names so let's all try to find more peaceful solutions and uh, as as a, somebody smarter than me once said that when a mosquito lands on your testicle man figures out that there's a non-violent solution to the problem <laughs> Ha 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 ha!